Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. Oprah Winfrey. On today's episode, I'm speaking with an entrepreneur who has been in business for almost 25 years. The passion she has today for growing her business is just as relevant and exuberant today as it was in the late 90s when she started. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business, whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur. You are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zeus's Closet, where we're like a tattoo shop for your clothes. What really makes Zeus's Closet so unique is that there are no minimums. If you have a conference coming up and you just need one polo shirt, one button down shirt, one jacket, you can get it done at Zeus's Closet. In addition, if you need it in a hurry, we can deliver as fast as same day or next day. So check out Zeus's Closet and support this episode's sponsor. Visit Zeus'sCloset.com or you can click the link in the show notes to check out the catalog and learn more. $300, a kitchen table, newly married, a small child, a young teacher, and a passion for jewelry. Put them all together and you have Elise Rosenstock of Elise Ryan Jewelry. Elise Ryan creates unique stackable pieces called wrist rocks that are timeless and inspirational. Made with hand-picked colorful gemstones of many unique shapes and carried in the likes of Bloomingdale, Saks, and on QVC, Elise Ryan has made her mark in the jewelry world while raising a family and supporting many notable charities. Take a listen to my conversation with Elise of Elise Ryan Jewelry Company. Elise, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited for this conversation. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I really appreciate you being here. I know it took us a minute to like get our times together, but oh, I'm just, I have so many questions because I know you've been an entrepreneur for a very long time and I just want to know all about your journey. So my first question to you is what made you start your business? I love this question. So when I got married and I had children, I was a school teacher in the Cleveland public schools and I had a degree as English as a second language. And I love being a teacher. And one of my friends and I one day were sitting with all our little babies running around. And uh, we were talking about someone's jewelry and how we admire beautiful jewelry. And I said, I've loved jewelry my whole life. My grandmother was very a collector of jewelry. And she said, why don't we try to dabble in it? And I thought to myself, well, this would be interesting. But I still kept my teaching job. And when things start taking off, and I can elaborate more on that in a little bit, I realized, hey, I got, I have something here that might allow me a little more flexibility in raising my children, use my artsy skills that I have. And I love jewelry and I love gemstones. So that's kind of where it all started. I love that. And if I remember your story a little bit, you started with just $300. $300. So when we got married, 
I literally, we were on a strict budget. We didn't have a lot of money, but we were happy. And uh, when my girlfriend and I discussed uh, buying some beads, I said to my husband, I said, Jerry, I'm going to take $300 out of the savings because I'm going to buy some beads. And he goes, what are you going to do with the beads? I said, we're going to make jewelry. I have a good feeling about this. And he said, do what you want. He just looked at me like, whatever. So, Well, that was good. He was very supportive. (laughs) Very supportive. Very supportive. He had no idea what he was going to get into for the next 25 years, but he was very supportive that day. Tell me a little bit about how you decided to come up with Elise Ryan as the name of the jewelry collection. Yes, I can't wait to share this. You fast forward from when I started jewelry with my friend and she decided she didn't want to do it anymore. She's still my friend forever. But when I moved up, I was living in Cleveland, Ohio, and we moved to Connecticut. And I said, I'm done with jewelry for a while. I got to get my kids situated in school. And things kept evolving. Like I kept meeting mothers in preschool and they loved the jewelry. And the next thing I know, I had something very, very special I knew, but I needed a lot of help. And I started going into stores and even the people, the owners of the stores, like you can't keep up this beating all night and raising kids all day. And so I was so fortunate to be able to meet with some other people to help me grow the business in New York. And we met with, this is way back when we were working with some marketing people and my name is Elise Rosenstock. And back then things were very different because if you remember, if you think back into these, there were designers that had all different brands, but different ways of marketing their brands and di- different spellings of their brands. So they said, well, if we're going to put this out in Contour and we're going to put this in InStyle Magazine and Vogue and all these magazines, we need something a little less quirky than Elise Rosenstock, something that was easier to remember. Let's create, let's the start of your stories. So back then I had my daughter, Ryan, she's my first daughter. And then they said, well, it would be really nice to incorporate you and your daughter. Her name is spelled in the Elise Ryan, very different, R-I-A-Y-M. But aesthetically, to put it in magazines, they made it very glamorous, Elise Ryan with the two Ys. So that's how it started. Oh, I love that. So it's a little bit of you, a little bit of your daughter. It's beautiful. It was very special. Now, I know that you have been on QVC. This is one of my questions because I think it's amazing. And I know there's steps to doing that, but I know you've been on QVC. I think you have something that's going to be coming out on there again really soon. Tell us about that journey. How did you get there? Well, it's funny that you bring that up because back when I QVC was very interested in my line, it was going to go to QVC, Elise Rosenstock, Saks Fifth Avenue and Bloomingdale's Elise Ryan. And so there was it was very different back then. But then as things evolved again, we decided to bring it to QVC as Elise Ryan jewelry. And they were very interested in my all my little baubles. And I had a meeting with them and they said, How soon can you go on the air? And I said, We're working with manufacturing, probably, you know, a month and a half out. So they said, Absolutely. And I said, wait a minute. I said, I have a favor to ask of you. I'm so blessed that you're having the Elise Ryan Jewelry on the air and you believe in my product and you think it's going to sell amazing, but I have a necklace in my pocket and I took it out of my pocket and I said, I need your help. And that is a necklace that became the Elise Ryan Alex's Lemonade necklace. And I had met with this young girl named Alex Scott who started Lemonade Stands in her hometown in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And she happened to be from Connecticut. That's another side story, but she and I made this necklace because it was really important for her to raise money for other kids so they didn't have to suffer. And she was an amazing, amazing child and left a legacy. But I brought it out and I showed them the necklace and I said, 
I need your help. I need to make this necklace really big. I promised Alex and you guys are very aware of her in your hometown. And they were so excited about this. At the same time that we were launching Elise Ryan, little did we know that we would launch this necklace, this pink and yellow lemonade necklace that took on a life of its own. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really amazing. And speaking of that, I know that you do a lot of things that go to charity. Can you tell us a little bit about your philanthropic pursuits and, and those things that you've been working on over the years? Sure. That is my passion. When I launched this necklace, the Alex's Lemonade necklace on QVC, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. And we'd, we put this necklace on there and it was beautiful. And in two minutes airtime, we sold like a thousand. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? And then a month later, we had three minutes and we sold 4,000. And then we sold 5,000. It was just crazy. It kept going and earrings and bracelets. And over the course of a few years, we sold probably well over a hundred and some thousand pieces of jewelry raising a million dollars. But what I, what I learned from this Monica is that this is all fun jewelry. We all love fun things, but I saw what it did and it united people. And I wasn't prepared for what was coming at me live on the air QVC. People were calling up and saying, I love this necklace because I have a grandchild suffering or I have a child or a parent. And there were many tears that were shed on the air because this was real life stuff that was happening to people. And what it did is it kind of united everybody in a way that they all had their story. Mm-hmm. And it, at the same time, they were wearing something that made them feel good. And but you're making a difference. I saw what that did, and it changed my life forever. Because people would walk around saying, "I have that necklace. That's a lemonade necklace." Let me tell you my story. And so I decided that I was going to work. My life's work was going to incorporate philanthropic jewelry. And since that moment, it changed my life. I've worked with foundations like Juvenile Diabetes, Easter Seals, Jewish Federation. I've done colon cancer, and unfortunately. I had a few years ago, my mother, who was only 72, was completely out of the blue, uh, struck with a very, very horrible cancer. It was a sinus cancer that none of us expected. And in in that time, I was in the talks with Stand Up to Cancer, which is a national foundation I'm sure many of you have heard of. And we were talking about, like, this is so strange. I'm talking with them, and now I have to go fight for my mother's life. So I put the project on hold, and we went all over the country to try to find a cure for my mother. And nine months later, she passed away and it kind of knocked the wind out of, thank you. It kind of knocked the wind out of me. I never had grief like that. And for a few months, I really didn't get off the couch because I, we just, it was such a tremendous loss. Like many people have every day and I'm very self-aware, but I didn't even know how to deal with it. And then finally, one day, one day, a couple of my friends came over and they said, you know what, Elise? You have done so much to stack people and make differences and tell stories. Your mother would be really upset with you right now. Get your you-know-what off, off the couch. Call Stand Up to Cancer and tell them you're on. And I had a com- I said, you're right, you're right. And the next thing we knew, we launched this, this bracelet That's that, so it's, it's, that all cancers matter. And it was a world cancer bracelet. And since that day... I've been blessed to work with this wonderful foundation and other foundations, but I'm constantly, I don't post everything, but constantly doing things that I hope can help people and make them feel good inside and share their stories. Yes. And I have on a few of my bracelets. I have on stand up 
have on my stand up to cancer bracelet. Oh. And then I have this beautiful piece that you made for me custom when I ordered I, the stand up. <laughs> yes. And then I have, this is my Nashville bracelet. Oh. I love the Nashville. I'm going back soon. <laughs> Going back, yes, to, that was so fun. I love seeing all of you in those bracelets, but it makes me so happy when I see people enjoying things and having fun and smiling and wearing the bracelets. That's what it's all about. Yes, it's so they're so colorful and they make your outfits pull together. It's it's beautiful. So, not only are you giving us beautiful pieces of jewelry, but you're also helping the world. And I know you're you have a Ukrainian bracelet right now that's helping Ukraine people who are suffering there. Just thanks yes. for all you do when it comes to that. Well, there's so many people. I can't take credit for everything. I, I take credit for the little that I can do, but there's so many people doing wonderful things. And I think every little bit makes a difference. And I think that's what we all do. By you buying one of them makes a difference. By me creating them, it makes a difference. You feel kind of helpless sometimes with all the stuff going on in the world. So the little bit you can do is look down and say, oh my gosh, this is this represents this. And I did this little bit. Right. It's yeah. a, it, it, that's uh, makes you kind of happy for the day and the moment. I agree 100%. Circling back to QVC a little bit, was that you being able to be on QVC, was that a phone call that you made or was it knocking on some doors? Like, how did you get your foot through in that door? There was a, definitely a phone call. It was, I, if I can remember, I was launched at Saks Fifth Avenue. I launched at Bloomingdale's. And my brand was getting recognized. We had a full page ad in InStyle magazine. We were in town and country and, you know, all different type of magazines. In Bloomingdale's, we were in their, their books, their flyers that came out to everybody, their books. So I'm like, this is going really well. They had wind of me. I, obviously, I knew of them. And it was a, definitely a phone call and a meeting in person, which is not a lot of people doing in-person meetings these days. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, I'll never forget the day I was in there and it's a little bit intimidating. I was a much younger and I wanted to knock the socks off of the buyers at QVC. And I was so fortunate because they loved the line. I was like, oh my gosh, I got so lucky today. It was a, it was a win. It was a lot that day. And then my first show was going up against Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> that was oh wow at, at four o'clock. I'm like, wait, wait, I need Oprah's help. But <laughs> I think she used to run at four, right? It was mm -hmm. like you're yeah. in the afternoon. And we had a really nice beginning show and we sold a nice amount. And the next thing I know, they called back and they wanted to reorder. And I did shows prime time. I did it two in the morning, one in the wow. morning. I'd be in the green room with just fabulous people. I'd be walking around QVC in the middle of the night. It's like, it's Disney World there. It does 24 hours a day, QVC. But wow. that's kind of how I got in the doors and just having a successful quality product. They're very much sticklers for quality. And that's why QVC is so successful. And Elise Ryan, I'm so blessed because it's definitely been a quality product. And right now I'm doing a lot on QVC.com. I love that. I love that. When did you, I know you said you were in Bloomingdale's and Saks, getting into those, was that like a pitch? Did you have to go in and pitch yeah. those buyers as well? Yeah, that was hard because back in the days, it was people, there wasn't so much online ordering. I mean, we were like full fledged in Bloomingdale's and I was next to all the big guys, David German and Lagos and all these different, all these different designers who are fabulous. And I remember going and pitching, they were looking for new designers and we launched a couture in Arizona as the new designer. 
And uh, we had one of the most successful experiences we had signed on. I think it was, don't quote me, probably over a million dollars in business at Couture. See, I'm dating myself, Monica. This isn't good because I can remember. So anyways. You look um, great. We had one of the most successful launches as a new designer. And and from then on, we signed the business. Bloomingdale's and Saks had come to visit us there. And then we re-met in the city in New York. Then the next thing I know, I'm on airplanes traveling to all these different stores, having trunk shows, meeting customers, face-to-face, creating relationships with people, which I feel is so important these days. And it went on for a long time. But just to give you a little bit of uh, history here, I had two little girls at home and I was on airplanes every other day and I was doing trunk shows. And after, uh, I don't know how long it was, maybe a couple of years or so, I said to myself, when QVC approached me, I thought to myself, I just can't keep up this pace and do what I need to do to be a good mother for myself. And my husband was traveling at the time. That was part of the problem. When QBC gave me that opportunity, I took a, a chance and I kind of put all my eggs in one basket and it worked for me. So it, it's been, and it continues to be an amazing, amazing journey. And I wish I could sit for 10 hours with you and tell you all the stories because I mean, they're endless, the stories and the people that I have met. Yeah. I love that though, because it is endless. And I love how long you've been in business. What year did you start your business, Elise? I started in, I moved here in 99. So it was a, probably about 98. Great. See, wow. I'm dating, dating myself again. <laughs> no, that's great though, because I love talking to business owners who have been in it for a while. You have so much knowledge that you can share with those who haven't been in it very long. And speaking of kids, I know your girls are now adults. Yes. If you could tell those of us who still have little ones running around and we're trying to juggle a business and the kids and all the things that they are doing, what piece of advice would you give us? Oh my gosh. I love this question because it's so different for everybody, the answer, because everyone's situations are so unique. But when I think back to the craziness of trying to get the kids situated for the next day because I had a flight the next morning and who was going to pick them up from school. One thing I say is to be organized. And that wasn't my top thing, but somehow I managed because I was even late for, <laughs> late for this thing. And I thought I was organized. <laughs> but anyway, for this podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh. But the thing that I is take it one day at a time because I would get so much anxiety thinking about the six trunk shows in the next 15 days, how am I going to do this? I had to learn to compartmentalize and take it one day at a time. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And you can do this, everyone. You can do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. There are ways to do that. I used to share when my kids had soccer and I knew I was going to be away that week. I would ask my friend, can you take them this week? And I can take them next week. So it's manageable. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but you have to rely on other people and then give back when it's your time, when you can do it. And you have to be really true to yourself. And the one thing I was not good at back then, I was not good at self-care because there wasn't a lot of time for that. And if I look back and give any advice to my daughter, who's going to be 30 this year and the other one who's 27, and I keep telling them because one has a baby and one just got married, I keep saying that you need to make sure that you take care of you. You have to take care of you. And that wasn't something that I was really good at raising kids. If you take care of yourself and you feel good inside and you feel healthy, 
It also empowers you to be able to move forward and succeed. That's the advice I could give. And, and I would be happy anybody who hears this ever wants to just set up a call to talk about what my experiences was raising daughters and doing and, and building a business. I'd love to do it because you can do it. Thank you for that encouragement, Elise, because I will tell you, I mean, mine are a bit more self-sufficient now. I have a 12 and an eight-year-old and now there's things that they can do on their own, but I still do have to coordinate certain things after school activities. And COVID was interesting because it actually allowed things to kind of come home. Yes. We have some of their activities, like their music lessons are actually at home, which is nice. I'm not having to cart them to a place to take their music lessons. Right. So that's nice. But yeah, I may need to set up a separate call with you. <laughs> no, you know what? It's interesting, Monica, because I watch everything you do, which you're so fabulous and super, super talented and with your kids as well. And on Instagram, we all look like it's oh, so easy and great. And we know that's not the truth. That's not real life. It's right. happy pictures in the moment, which is great. But the one thing that I, you do and I did as well, and I also suggest is making the kids a part of what you do, making them learn about like I used to bring them in and make them learn about jewelry. Or I even, there were times that we had really big conflicts in our schedule and I brought them to QVC and for, I had a meeting. So I said, we'll make, I'll give you a tour of QVC. We'll do that. You'll see the studio, see where I go on TV. So sometimes when you make it a, them a part of it, your ages are good to do this, this age. And I made them part of the lemonade stands at QVC that we did for promoting lemonade week. And I brought them to shows here and fundraisers. And when you make them a part, they understand it better. And they, have, they seem to be, I don't know, my girls seem to take that and grow with it. And mm-hmm. believe me, we definitely had our days that were challenging, but, but I definitely believe that when you have at home business or you're a working mom, if you make them a part of it, you empower them as well. Right. That's very true. Well, my daughter is all about making money. So if there's any way she can help and she knows she can make money from it, she's all about it. (laughs) She's like, mom, what can I do? (laughs) That's good advice. I appreciate that. Elise, what would you say have been one of your biggest challenges in your business that you've had to face? (sighs) I'm breathing this high because I'm in the middle of it right now. And it's positive. It's a positive thing. But one of the things, and I've shared with all of you is when you have a business that is successful for 20 some years, you have to keep up with the times and you have to keep up with technology. And you guys know, because I was even late to this again, I repeating myself, but, and I'm sitting here laughing because I have these ugly earphones on, but really, truly, this is the only way that, you know, I'd like to do this, but it's keeping up with, with the technology for me has been a huge challenge for those of you who don't know, Monica's a superstar at it and she's involved with other women, the trifecta and all different things. And I watch them and they're so talented and with their social media. And that was something that I was so challenged in that I have to hire people to help me because I can't do everything. Keeping up with um, the technology right now in the middle of a complete revamp of the branding, revamping the website, all the social media. You might have seen some of it now. It's starting to change and evolve, which is exciting. But to me, that was a challenge. It really was. And also what's a big challenge for me is that my business was built on meeting people and creating relationships face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And I had did trunk shows and home shows and department, all different department stores. I went to jewelry shows. So I knew these people. I knew my customers. And right. we would sit and we'd talk about what they like. And I knew, and we'd have a coffee and whatever the case was. And when technology changed and everything became a text or an email, 
something was lost there. There was yeah. something lost for me. It was kind of sad. But what's interesting, what happened during COVID is things kind of went the other way because everybody was afraid, rightly so. And we all sat like we're sitting here at our desk and did what we're doing now. But People were ordering jewelry to make them feel good or something special for some, one of their children's birthday or a mother or a sister. And that, and they'd say, Elise, can you do this for me? And I said, yes. And I said, let me drop it off. And I would literally, because we all didn't have much going on during COVID, the craziness. So I would get in my car and stand on the driveway to put the thing on their door, stand 20 feet away, come out. And we'd reconnect and we, we talked. We were human again. And that was more meaningful to me. Relationships are very, very meaningful to me. I've been really happy because I think that we're turning more towards that way again. What do you think? Do you see that the same? Yeah. And I think I agree. I think relationships are the key to any successful business. Even if you're an online only business, the relationships that you build with people over the phone or even trying to connect with them via email, just the right words to really build a relationship. One of the things that we say in our store is that when someone walks in, when they leave, we want them to feel like they have a new friend because people like to shop with their friends. It's not about shopping just at a random place. People like to come back to see their friends. It's funny you say that. I received an email the other day from a customer that had joined. We have a we have a jewelry clubs that you can join every month and you get a, you get a beautiful bracelet. And one of the clubs is a VIP club and the customer I shipped the bracelet. And I personally do a lot of follow-up when people join the clubs because I want to make sure they're happy with the product. Are we, are we exceeding their expectations? And the woman sent me an email back and she said, you know, Elise, I feel like you're my friend. I have never had this kind of customer service. And I said, I don't really want to call it customer service. I just want to call that I just care and want you to be happy and I enjoy it. And I'm so grateful you love my jewelry, but it's the building, like you said, Monica, of the relationships. And that's the key Mm -hmm. to one of the keys to successful business. 100%. I mean, look at us. We've uh, a bunch of us. I I haven't met you guys in person, but I feel like I've known some from clubhouse. We met so Mm -hmm. many different, incredible people. And I talk to them every day and I built this relationship. So like you said, I haven't met, everybody in person, but I built beautiful relationships. It's all what you put into it. 100%. I totally agree with that. And Clubhouse has been amazing. I was just telling my husband last night, I'm scheduled to do a live with someone on Thursday. And I'm like, she's clear across the world. But the fact that we're able to connect and do that is amazing. It's just a new day. I mean, that's why tech, that's where technology is amazing. And it's changed, obviously, the world. You know, I'm working with people overseas right now, building the website and branding and stuff. So it's like I I speak to them all day. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yes. And I love your new branding. I've seen your videos that you're doing and I love the intro to it. I think you're doing a great job with the technology and we can't do everything as business owners. We simply can't do everything. So we have to outsource and it's better to stick with the things that we're really good at and outsource those things that we aren't. (laughs) I think I learned that from you. One of our club, one of the clubhouses or something we were, it was maybe it's your trifecta group. I think it was. And it was, we can't manage everything. And I'm a control freak. And when I really realized like, I can't do one more thing, I started hiring more people, outsourcing stuff. And it's really been life-changing for me. So that's another, that's another tidbit for those of you starting new businesses. 
yes, you can't afford it right away, but as things evolve and you see that I just can't do one more thing, you can definitely outsource. And Monica, you, I'm sure you do that as well. Yes. I have no choice because <laughs> I would literally just explode. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day and I really want to spend quality time with my kids because they are growing so fast. And before I know it, they're going to be out of the house. What I can outsource to people. And I learned that some years ago, you mentioned earlier, ask for help. I was never really good at that, especially when it came to my home. I thought I'm the mom. I should be the homemaker and do all the yeah. things. And finally, I asked for some help with that. So I have someone that comes to my house about four days a week and she helps me fold clothes and clean and cook. And that is just so much of a time savings. It's, it's a gift. It really is. Yes. It's a, it's a gift. And I, you know, I don't have children in the home anymore, but you know, I still have crazy hair, but I just gave that advice to my daughter who has a one and a half year old, you know, she's a career girl. And I said, just someone to come in the house and get things together. So you can focus when you're done with work on your children or your yes. child. That's a gift. If, if you could swing it like you, I highly recommend it. I do too. 100%. I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. One is if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would it be? Don't sweat the small stuff. I used to sweat the small stuff. Anything that wasn't going just perfect. I said I just had anxiety I because I it was out of my control. I would be better at technology if I could. <laughs> that I would do. But really, truly, as you get older, and I'm not afraid, I'm 56 tomorrow. Happy early Thank birthday. You. Thank you. Thank you. Is When I look back and think of the things that would stress me out, and then now as you get older and you start each year, you look at life differently because you start seeing things differently. And when I think back to the stuff that used to get me crazy, now I laugh at it because I'm like, really, Elise, you, that made you crazy. And you can't help yourself because we all go through different phases of life and everything. Yes. But really, truly, when you feel like everything's caving in or it's just a really bad day, know that tomorrow's another day. And I actually look forward to waking up every day. I get, listen, I've been in this business a long time. And if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be doing it. And I've had my days and my challenges here. But if you can wake up every day excited for the day, mm -hmm. then that's success. And back then, I didn't know how to do all that. I didn't know. I, I knew I loved what I was doing. I knew I wanted to build this jewelry brand, but I didn't know how to wake up and go, not be like, <gasps> now, I, now I know how to wake up. And I like thinking about you today. I was really excited about this even though I was late. But yes, I was very excited. I'll never get over that just by the way, but I don't want to obsess. Don't sweat the small stuff. But, don't uh, sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a really good thing when you can wake up and feel excited for the day. Yeah, that is very true. I was excited. I woke up excited today as well. I really did. And so your business has been around now for almost 25 years. You are almost there, Elise. I'm almost what, there. What would you contribute to your longevity? being able to keep it going. I like what I do every day. I like designing. I like creating. I like making differences. That's probably the biggest. And it's funny. I'm, I'm 56 tomorrow. People say, when are you going to retire? And I'm like, I haven't even thought about that. Like it's not enter. And someone said something to me the other day, like you just keep going and you just keep going. And like, you're just, you're rebranding now. And I'm like, 
Oh yeah. I mean, this is just the beginning of something really big because I am, I'm ready to blow this up even on a, on a different level. So that's just how I feel. And that's, that's what I do. And I'm so passionate about it. When you have a passion, I mean, I'm sitting here right now. I'm not, no joke. Okay. I'm actually, I can't show you around because it would be like mortifying. I'm sitting here. I'm getting ready with this collection. I'm getting ready with this collection. Ooh, um, that one's we're pretty. Getting, we're getting ready. Stand up to cancer. A little sneak preview. This is going to be for breast cancer awareness, the purples and the pinks. So we're getting ready to launch that. And then we're doing college team spirit, team spirit bracelets for, cause I'm a huge Ohio state fan. So there's like, then the other thing I'm like, I told, I think I said to you, it was like, I was inspired by my daughter's wedding. I saw that there was such a need for bridal jewelry and bridesmaid jewelry. Cause there's not a lot of that out there where you could get like bridal jewelry at a decent price. That's the color of the dresses. So we're launching a bridal collection. So there's so many things going on that I just, I'm going to keep going till I can, I think I, until I just have an epiphany one day that you know, I'm done. I don't <laughs> So I'll let you know, but yeah. Yeah. Well, my mother-in-law is in her early seventies and she has been a physician for a number of years and she just cannot leave that. She's retired, but I tell her all the time, I say, you work more than any retired person I've ever met, (laughs) but she loves it. One day I'll probably, obviously I'll probably slow down and I'll do dabble in something, but I have a few more goals that I have to succeed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm planning for the next 10 years and We'll see how things go. That's kind of my plan. I love that, Elise. I really do. And this has been so much fun. Can you tell people where they can find your beautiful jewelry? Sure. I'd love to have you come follow me on Instagram at Elise Ryan Jewelry, E-L-Y-S-E-R-Y-A-N Jewelry. Same thing on Facebook, Elise Ryan Jewelry. And give me another about 24 to 48 hours for the new website. And it's EliseRyan.com. I think you'll find the all the new collections really exciting. And also I'm on Katie Kirk's shop site with my whole collection. And she also supports Stand Up to Cancer. So I'm sure you'll see some things with that as well. And at QVC.com, there's an entire different collection of mine. So if you go to QVC.com, you'll see things like these beautiful, beautiful gold clad necklaces with pendants that my artwork's on and the rings. And now also getting into earrings on EliseRyan.com. You'll be seeing that in the next month, getting ready up for the holidays. So, wow. so many things. I don't want to, I don't want to bore you, but there's just so much going on. This is not boring at all. This is fascinating and lovely because I love to see businesses that have been going a long time. You Again, you have so much knowledge and you've been through the ups and downs that so many of our early stage entrepreneurs will go through. But hopefully with information from this podcast, it'll help them get through it, move through it, not sweat the small stuff, not be anxious about anything and just keep growing their businesses. So that's the goal. And pace yourself, everyone. Everyone pace yourself. You can't have this overnight. And I think you can attest to that, Monica, and so many people that we know is that you want instant. I'm that person who want instant gratification. Like right now yes. I want to be like a hundred million dollar business. That's not going to happen to most people. I, I'm sure it's happened to men. You know, there's a lot of things, fun things to see out there that have grown, but don't get frustrated. Give yourself time and pace yourself. And to yes. me, that's really important. I agree. Elise, thank you so much for this conversation and the insight that you've shared oh. with the audience. 
I have the best time and I am just so thrilled that you asked me to be part of this podcast. And I love all that you do. You make me smile every day. Oh, thank you so much. And you make me smile and I'm going to order some more jewelry. So I'm very excited. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Monica. Have a fabulous day. You too. Thanks, Elise, for being a part of the Become Your Own Boss podcast. I'm so glad we finally had an opportunity to connect and share your journey. Thanks for helping me kick off the fifth season of the podcast. You know, I love to pull takeaways from these conversations that I think will help us be better as entrepreneurs and truly be the boss of our own lives. My takeaways from Elise are quite numerous, but I wanted to share those. And you can definitely share with me if you if I missed some and you caught some others. But the first one is don't sweat the small stuff. Oftentimes as entrepreneurs, as humans, we can get anxious and frustrated by the smallest things. But let's not sweat the small stuff. Second, take a chance on your passion. And remember, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. When Elise initially started her business, she was still teaching. And when I first started my business, I kept my full-time nine-to-five corporate position for two years after starting. Actually, more like three years because we started in 2002 and I left my corporate position the summer of 2005. So almost three years. Third, take one day at a time. So many times we definitely live in a society. We have Amazon Prime where now sometimes they deliver overnight to us and It feels like things can be instant, but it is very difficult to grow a business instantly. So we have to take one day at a time, put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving forward. Another takeaway from Elise is ask for help. This was a hard one for me, but asking for help is so important. Family members can help. You can hire people to help. Whatever you need, determine what isn't working for you or the things that you're not good at and outsource that. Another takeaway, take care of yourself. If we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of our families or our businesses. So we have to make sure we do that. And lastly, I love my mompreneurs. Elise told us to make your kids part of the business. And I know my kids sometimes... They may not want to go to the office, but they don't complain. They roll with it. And I know that through the process, they're learning. They may be entrepreneurs. They may not, but they are learning along the way. So let's make our kids part of the business. Those were my takeaways from Elise. I hope that you can use them in your life and in your business. Again, I'm so excited for all that season five holds for this podcast. I have some great guests lined up over the next few months. Also, I will be launching an in-person class here in Atlanta in October. I know many of you who listen to the podcast already have established businesses, but I will be hosting a class to help people start their own businesses, become their own boss. And that could be as a side hustle or going from a side hustle to main hustle. But I'm here to help people do just that. More details will be forthcoming, so please share this episode with friends so they can learn more in the future. Thanks so much for listening. I'm grateful for you. Check out the link in my show notes to EliseRyan.com so you can see the latest collection from Elise Ryan Jewelry. 
Take a moment to follow me on Instagram and TikTok if you don't already. It's at Become Your Own Boss Podcast. I love to share tips and inspiration for us entrepreneurs. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you don't mind, take a moment to actually write a review. That really helps the podcast. Lastly, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor to the podcast, please email me at monica at monicaallen.com and I'll be happy to share information with you about sponsoring an episode or two or three. Completely up to you. Now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy and become your own boss.